Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Ocean State Sidelines podcast. I'm Brendan McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times Woonsocket Call. And before we bring on this episode's guest, I'd like to remind everyone that this podcast is proudly sponsored by GLG Performance. Based down the hallway from the Upper Deck Baseball Academy that's located on John D. Memorial Boulevard in Cumberland, GLG head trainer Jay Oldham prides himself in ensuring that, that local athletes stay ahead of the curve when it comes to fitness training. For more information, reach out today to Jay at 401-787-5563. And without further ado, we bring in Zach Vogel, Cumberland High graduate, class of 2018, Brown University graduate, class of 2022, Big East first team selection with UConn in 2023, and a Red Sox draft pick, 18th round from last summer. Zach, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, so before we talk about your current state, we should say that we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. Zach has uh, been down at spring training at JetBlue Park, a.k.a. Fenway South. Zach, I want to begin with this podcast talking about the period in your life, your baseball life, from 2019 to 2022. You know, you were heading to Brown University. And then at the end of your freshman year, you you had a uh, felt an injury in your left elbow, resulting in Tommy John surgery. You almost went three years without throwing a pitch in a competitive setting. Just go back to that time in your life right now and just how incredible is it that the fact that here you are, a Red Sox uh, farmhand, you know, competing for a, a job with an affiliate this year. Yeah, I, I think it just goes to show that, like, with the right mentality, like, in the right process, like, anything can happen. Uh, those were definitely some tough times for me. Uh, coming off my freshman year campaign, had a pretty good year, had the most innings uh, out of the freshman class at Brown. And then going to that last game, I think we were playing Harvard, felt some pain in my forearm, and they were just telling me that it was a flexor strain, like, did some rehab for it. Still went to summer ball, played with the Ocean State Waves that summer. First outing there, still felt pain. Went to another PT. They told me the same thing, flexor strain, and then tried to come back later that summer and further injured myself. And that's when I went to a, a doctor and got some x-rays and an MRI done. And they told me I did the UCL strain. So that led to surgery. And then obviously COVID happened after that. So didn't get to compete for the year I was injured and then another year after that. So that was two years. And then that last that last spring, finally, my senior year at Brown, I was able to get back on the field. So that was that was definitely uh, some tough time for me, but it was definitely great to get back out there, uh, get some get some rust off for sure. That that senior year at Brown wasn't my best, but it was just good to get out there, uh, be on the field again, uh, be able to share some great moments with my teammates, being able to celebrate my senior year, uh, graduate with some good guys uh, and friends that I'll have forever. And then thankfully moving on to UConn, uh, had a great supporting staff, great coaching staff and a great situation for me. And, you know, I, I blossomed in that role uh, thanks to, you know, the, the great staff and especially the great trainer, Katie Dan. She did a great job with me, uh, helping me, figure out my weaknesses, uh, strengthen up my shoulder and, uh, just, just help me get to that next level and, and led me to where I am today, which has been, I'm so grateful for everyone that has helped me through this way. You know, and when you went to UConn, you transitioned to the bullpen for the first time in your career. 
just what were those conversations like? You know, you you came back in 2022, like you mentioned, as a starter and, a, and with Brown. And I'm sure that was a huge relief for you, given everything that you had been through. But did you kind of determine and sit down with the UConn folks, like if you wanted to continue on in baseball post college, that you know going to the bullpen would represent your best avenue to do so? Yeah, there were there were different talks. Uh, originally, I was going to be in the mix for like a midweek starter role. Uh, we had three really good starters, uh, Andrew Sears, Stephen Quigley, and Ian Cook out of the pen, and, and they showed great stuff throughout the fall. And I came into UConn uh, not fully healthy, so uh, my opportunities as a starter weren't really there, maybe some midweek stuff. But then we settled on kind of like a middle relief role for me, being able to come into very different, various different games. And at first, I kind of struggled with it because I didn't really have a routine. I think the big thing in baseball – is having a routine that works for you. Um, so as a starter my whole life, you know, coming into a bullpen situation, you need to be able to get ready very quickly. Like your name gets called, you have about five to 10 throws, I'd say five minutes, and then you you got to be able to get ready to go in the game. So just that, that kind of switch in mentality for me really helped. And I think physically, I think getting off the mound more frequently helped me as well. So for example, like getting in a starting role, you're off the mound once in a game and then probably once in like a low intensity bullpen session as like a um, like a tweak uh, pen kind of touch and feel stuff. Uh, but in the reliever role, I was able to get off the pen three to four times a week in game situation, super high intensity. And I think that helped my mechanics and helped me get to that next velo jump and then put me in a great position for professional baseball. Yeah, it's a move that obviously clicked with you. Like we mentioned at the top, you were for, uh, first team Big East all selection. You know, you guys went to the College World Series, Big East um, accolades up and down the line. But then talk about the pre-draft process for you, Zach. Uh, how much was that an eye-opening to you? And how much dialogue did you have with teams? And did you have any sort of indication what might happen, you know, when the draft finally rolled around? Yeah, so I remember the first time I had any talks with any uh, scouts was actually was a conversation with me and the pitching coach at UConn, uh, me and Josh McDonald, uh, who was great to me throughout the whole process. And the first time I ever heard my name and, and scouts looking at me in the same sentence was from him. We were at St. John's and he was like, Hey, there's a couple guys here looking at you just so you know. And I was like, Oh, like, that's pretty cool. Like I didn't really think of anything of it at the time. And then after our series with Xavier, I pitched pretty well, got my first save of the year uh, hit a pretty good uh, velocity number. And then on the plane ride home, he pulled me aside and was like, hey, we're going to set you up with this uh, advisor we have. Like, he's going to help you throughout this process. Uh, and I was, and that's kind of really where it hit me of like, oh, wow, like I, I have a chance to make this dream I've had my whole life a reality. After that, you know, talks with scouts primarily came um from my advisor to the scouts but then also there's these like questionnaires they have you do which have some basic questions medical uh history stuff and then some funky questions at the end uh i think it's pretty known i think the the, the funniest question i think i got in all the questionnaires is do you keep peanut butter in the fridge or in the cabinet and you're like why the heck are these questions in the mlb questionnaire but it, they they all have their systems and philosophies and like personality grades that they do that like they try to base you in based on these questions. 
I think for the Red Sox, uh, they had that question in there. I think they like based their questionnaire off of Mookie Betts' answers because he tested through the roof. And obviously Mookie Betts is one of the best players in MLB right now. So I think they based their questions off of that. But that process was definitely interesting to me, kind of learning how to go about that route. And then approaching the draft, had some phone calls with different teams. Just they're trying to get to know me, my background, uh, family stuff. Um, and then going into the draft, I like to say that it went from the worst day of my life to the best day of my life. Uh, I knew it was either going to be a day two or a day three situation for me. Uh, that's like rounds 10 through 20. Uh, day two is uh, was a day where I thought I could go. There were some talks, um, but it's it's all like senior sign days. Um, so day two rolled around, had a couple phone calls, but nothing nothing cemented. Um, and then day three, a lot of phone calls in the morning, uh, and they were projecting me to go from anywhere between the 10th and the 15th round. So when the 15th round came along and my name wasn't called yet, I was getting a little nervous, kind of, kind of lost some hope a little bit there, uh, turned off the draft, went up to my room. And then eventually I got some texts from the Red Sox scout that I was talking to. And he was like, Hey, uh, we're going to get you here is x still your number for the draft and i was like yes and then my scout reached out to the yankees who were the the front runners for me at the time um and they were bouncing back ideas and then eventually like i was gonna get picked in the 19th then it switched to the 18th and it was it is just a uh kind of a tornado of events but eventually i got a text and a call from the red sox and actually uh one of their uh associate scouts mark slouse who i actually played with at brown was the one who gave me the phone call. So that was a really cool moment, uh, seeing my name up on the screen and uh, being there with my mom and some of my family was just, was an amazing experience. I can't, like I said, the worst day of my life to the best day of my life, just like that. And uh, did it hit you that you were drafted by the Red Sox? You know, it, it would have been cool, I'm sure, regardless of who would take you, but did it mean a little bit more to you considering, you know, you grew up a Red Sox fan? <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was honestly, I think the most surreal part of it. Like, growing up watching this team my entire life and now like living that like that mentality and job that like I've wanted my whole life for the team that I love is is just I'm super grateful for it um the Red Sox have treated me amazingly uh and just like all of my family and friends from back home are rooting for me even more now because I'm playing for the hometown team so it's it's a great experience and even like here in Fort Myers, uh, get to seeing guys that I've grown up watching uh, or even in past years in high school and college that I've kind of grew to a liking to. And now, not that we're teammates, but we're on the, we're in the same organization. So it's it's super cool to see them every day. Even Jason Veritek is a bench coach for the Red Sox. I see him. Uh, so that's super cool. He's my brother's favorite player, uh, famous Red Sox catcher, captain. So it's just super cool to see these faces every day for sure. Um, how quickly did you go to Florida to Fort Myers after you got drafted? Like, I remember you got drafted on a Tuesday. I think what that was it the following week you were down there or. Yeah, I, I so drafted on Tuesday. I flew out Sunday, uh, got there Sunday night. So it's, it's quick turnaround for sure. Uh, spent some time with family and friends, said my goodbyes and then got right, right, ready to work, uh, headed to Fort Myers. And that was a, that was a great experience. You signed and you uh, got in some uh, Florida Complex League games. 
but you were able to get up to low A Salem by the end of the year. Just, you know, in terms of your development, Zach, you know, how big was that kind of getting up to an affiliate before the end of the 2023 season to help lay the foundation for 2024? Yeah, I think that was a really good opportunity for me to just like measure myself and gain some confidence uh, going into this year. Uh, being able to already have that affiliate experience is, I think, invaluable at this stage. Uh, I was one of three pitchers to get promoted to Salem. So being able to get that like in-game experience, knowing how the system works, getting the six games a week, the schedule, the travel, like getting all of that down. So this year is not, nothing really new. It's going to be a new experience for sure going through the whole season, but I kind of have the base layer of, and the groundwork for, for what I need to know that I need to do to be the best version of myself every day. And did you go back to Fort Myers after Salem season was over before coming home? Yeah, we had uh, one week of instructs, uh, which is basically just kind of an opportunity for them to like set up off-season workouts and plans and stuff, as well as going over like fundamental, like we did a lot of like PFPs, pitching, fielding practice, um, just like stuff that you don't normally work on because we have that time at the end of the season to kind of like refresh our bodies and stuff like that. So, but mostly instructs is just like meetings getting your uh, off-season plans ready and, and getting ready for that off-season grind. You came home. Um, when did you um, start getting ready for the season? And how differs it, Zach, just focusing exclusively on baseball for the time of your life? You know, before you had school to kind of juggle with, but how how cool is it to kind of just focusing on, you know, what you needed to do to get ready for spring training as opposed to maybe also balancing your academic load? Yeah, it was, it was definitely uh, a an eye-opening experience being able to have that time to just dedicate to my craft, um, being able to just wake up every day and head right to the weight room, uh, the facility. I actually work out at GLG, so getting getting uh, some valuable time in there, uh, getting my throwing in and stuff. It was, it was very nice because, like you said, there's not much else to worry about, so I don't have to worry about rushing or stuff. I can just get whatever I need to get done that day and then go home. I was doing lessons too. So just balancing those two things was, was really good. And I think it helped me kind of progress rapidly, let, uh, allowing me to get to where I am right now and preparing me for spring training. You mentioned you were giving some lessons, uh, you know, how cool is it to go around your town, uh, you know, saying like, Hey, I'm a Red Sox farmhand. How, that must've been a cool experience for you. Yeah, it's, it's definitely awesome just because I think some of these kids, obviously, they want to be where I am right now. So being able to kind of give some of my wisdom, tips and tricks and just work with kids um, on their own baseball endeavors, like it's it's really great to give back to the community. Uh, the community did so much for me as a young kid, uh, giving me some great experiences and Cumberland's very known for their baseball through all the Little League World Series stuff and and all the guys in pro ball. I mean, me, Chris Wright, Addison Kopech, there's 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 a lot of guys having success in baseball right now. So just being able to give back to the community and kind of pass on the 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 crown and stuff is has been really awesome. Uh when did you get back to Ford Myers and uh how much did that maybe getting down there early allowed you to assimilate and get ready for spring training? Yeah, so I got down here January twenty-seventh. So uh, that was like a early report date for like mini camps, which was invite only. So it was really uh, appreciated to get an opportunity to come down here a little early, get in front of some coaches, 
uh, have those early talks, uh, being able to get in this, this kind of environment, because working out at home is, is great. You get a lot out of it. But just being down in the, the nice weather, being able to be outside every day is is something that is so valuable in, in baseball, being able to like throw outside and see ball flight, like spin, all that, uh, and then throwing to catchers every day um, and having the coaches there in person, being able to kind of assist you through the program. We were doing a lot of velo based um, workouts there. So having like other teammates to like push you and compete against, like, for example, me and uh, one of my teammates, uh, we were always in the velo program together and we're very similar in that regard. So like whenever we did the pull downs and stuff, they have the, the gun right behind us and the number pops up and, you know, you're, you're trying to push for that, the number you beat and then also your uh, teammates number two. So it, it definitely is a great working environment and helps you become a better player than you were the day before, for sure. What have the uh, Red Sox kind of told you about what to expect plan wise for you for spring training? Yeah. So for spring training, so far has been i threw my first live on tuesday that went pretty well they were impressed with that so that was that was great for me to hear uh and that earned me a spot to back up the the mlb spring training games this weekend so uh tomorrow i'll be backing up they play northeastern so backing up in that role is for people so say the mlb guys have a certain pitch count or an inning limit so if they can't get through a certain inning, then I'll come up, clean up an inning, stuff like that. So that's that would be a great experience um, to just learn from, pick the brains of the big league guys, and then just an honor to be able to be on the same field as them, to be honest. So just having that early opportunity uh, to do that and then going into spring training, just keeping up that mentality of trying to get better every day and, and seeing where it takes me, hopefully landing uh, – a great role at a, a certain affiliate and then going from there and having a great season. So there's a shot that I guess Alex Cora will be writing your name in the lineup card. Yeah. Which is, which would be pretty cool for sure. Um, that's uh that's pretty sweet. But uh, one last question before we wrap up here, Zach, appreciate the time. Uh, you got some tattoos on you just, um, you know, the significance of them. I know they're, uh, they, they mean a great deal to you. Yeah. So the first tattoo I got is on my left arm. And that's of my friend who passed away uh, after our eighth grade year. It's his name. And then the last game we played together. Um, and then here uh, I have a wolf on me. And then the date I got drafted in the words all for you. Uh, this is kind of like I'm trying to finish the sleeve going up here. Uh, the wolf's kind of like my, my, my mentality, kind of like uh, – no one really believed in me type deal, kind of some soft stuff. Um, but then, you know, found found my people, found my my confidence. And then the day that I got drafted on the inside of my forearm and the words all for you uh, on the inside of my bicep. And that's kind of my mantra that I've kind of found throughout my baseball career is that I'm not playing for myself. I'm playing for the people who care about me, the people who have supported me, the people who have passed in my life and just kind of it helps put me in perspective kind of um, because I'm not playing for myself. I'm, I'm playing for all the people that care about me and the people who have passed and, you know, they have such an influence on my life still to this day. So tattoos definitely mean a lot to me, uh, kind of working on a theme, got to, got to finish up one more piece of my form, but uh, it's they're They, I love them. And that's, that's all that really matters to me.
Actually, I do have one more question. You know, talk, what's the weather like down there? Because, you know, we look outside here in New England, we see snow on the ground. And just uh, torture us a, a little, Zach, saying uh, I was 70 every day and uh, not a cloud in the sky. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I think the coldest it's been since I've been down here is like 68 degrees, uh, sunny every day. And it's it's funny because I talk to my family back home and they're like, oh, we're getting six inches of snow today. I think it was like two weeks ago. You guys got a big snowstorm. And I'm like, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not great weather here either. I see like three clouds in the sky. So but it, it's it's beautiful. And like I said earlier, it's just so nice to be able to get outside every day and enjoy the nice weather. So definitely help. You can only help you, uh, you know, get ready for the season. That's why they go to spring training in Arizona and uh, and Florida. But um, Zach, appreciate the time for everything. And, uh, you know, once again, thanks everyone for listening to this latest episode of Ocean State Sidelines, sponsored by GLG Performance. We'll be back with a fresh episode soon. But until then, take care, everyone.